Well, I'm, I'm excited about today's show because um, I have somebody who I like to consider as a friend and who I think is um, going to be able to talk about all the topics of creativity, leadership, and business growth. Why don't you introduce yourself real quick? Hey, what's going on, Robert? Uh, Robert, Roger, Robert, now he's calling me now. Now he's not a friend Roger. anymore. He just called me. not a friend anymore. That's it. He's, I just called you Robert. He's yeah, got my kicked bad. out of the friend zone. Just got kicked out of the friend zone. Um, I was, uh, yeah, I had another call with a, with a Robert earlier. Sure, um, sure. That's what they yeah. all say. That's what they all say. They no, all Roger. Say. No, Roger, of course. I've been called, uh, wor- I've been called worse. So don't Bobby worry. the Bear, Roger Wilk- Wilkinson. Come on. I work for um, Bobby. You work for Bobby, yeah. Yeah, so introduce uh, yourself. Yeah, Kyle Burt here, uh, co-founder of Aquerdo. I've uh, been doing online stuff, uh, LinkedIn and social media marketing, uh, business growth, technology consulting. I've been doing this for the last uh, decade or so, and uh, it's been fun. Well, Kurt, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, awesome, yeah. <laughs> no, Kyle, I'm just messing with you. Uh, hey, hey, no, hey, you know what? If you take my first name, Kyle, and my last name, Bert, and you're like speeding it's, through an email, kind of you just like you. You skip the middle and you just go, Kurt. That's it, right. Oh. I, I want to thank everybody who is supporting uh, Do Not Listen to This Podcast from the website. 50% of your donations go to supporting the podcast and 50% go to feeding stray cats and dogs. And we are into the thousands now. So that is fun, fun, fun. So let's, which of the three topics do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about creativity or do you want to talk about leadership or do you want to talk about business growth? Sure. Why don't we talk about creativity first? Okay, sure. Let's get that out of the way. Let's yeah, yeah. get the creativity shit out of the way, right? Okay. Of course. Let's do it. What are your thoughts on... Oh, I have, well, let's start with how do you define creativity? Uh, I mean, creativity is looking at problems, looking at the world, looking at these things through your own lens and being able to, being able to come up with something that you're not trying to be unique and original because you know that that's really, you know, that's, that's really hard to do. It's, it's, I don't think we have any original thoughts anymore, original ideas. It's just all a remix, but being able to create your own remix from the thoughts, ideas, and things that you've seen in your life up to this point, being able to you're, take those things you're, and you're remix bringing, them into something, you're, you're, something new. Sorry to interrupt, but you are bringing up an interesting point that um, a lot of people miss, which is, pretty much everything's been done before. Yeah. Even when it's new, like for example, like, you know, it's like, there's nothing in the app industry that we didn't do in the website industry. There's right. nothing in the website industry that we didn't do in the publishing industry. There's not, you know, it, it, it's, we're not in that age of discovery as much as people think. Now that doesn't mean that new things don't come along and that there aren't new things, but I think you're right. I think a lot of people waste, time trying to find that big unique thing when they could just start out being kind of a you know just replicating something that's already been done um, and putting their own spin on it I, I for me creativity is all about point of view right so it it's like with stand-up comedy stand-up comedians have a point of view actors have a point of view business people have a point of view Everybody has a point of view. How do you see the world? How do you, you know, and putting that voice out there, that automatically is what becomes the unique thing. <laughs> you know, exactly. Because there's, exactly. there's only one of you and um, nobody's going to agree on everything. And, you know, if you just do that, you will find an audience. 
Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. And it's the level of the level of how you do that well, yeah. with respect to what you're influenced by, right? What you, what you're influenced by in your life, the things that you come across. Yeah. I mean, those things become part of you and That's right. they come out in your work. What's been the most interesting thing that's happened to you on a creative level and what's been the most challenging thing? So let's start with interesting first and then we'll jump into challenging. Um, I think the most interesting, uh, the most interesting thing that has happened to me is, uh, just stumbling upon the fact that, Hey, I, I, I used to make skateboard videos as a kid. Um, I used to dabble in, I, I made movies in high school mm-hmm. and Oh, Hey, like this is actually a thing that people want to do right now right. on the internet. They, they right. want to make videos. They want to, I'm like, I already know how to do that. So pulling right. that out that was the most interesting thing because once I, once I realized that I'm like, Oh, I can make videos. I yes. can market my business by making my own videos. Yeah. Boom. Like it was a sweet, it was a sweet spot. And you didn't have to, you didn't have the learning curve that so many people, I mean, so many people overthink making videos. It's so much easier. Now when I started, when I went to a special radio and TV and film school and in high school and, you know, we had, it was hundreds of pounds of equipment lugging around with three quarter VHS tape, you know, videotape. I mean, it was, it was, and, and the equipment was expensive. You did not, everybody had access to it. And it's like, all of that stuff now is on a phone, even a crappy crappy phone. I I filmed my first skateboard video in a garage. It wasn't very interesting, but with that, with that, uh, I don't know how many, like five pound camera, like on your shoulder. Uh Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Straight to a VHS tape. And and I, and I I do. That was the first video. I do think some of the things that people miss, I mean, I'm glad I grew up in the era that I did. Um, I, the pain of cutting film, you know, you shot 16 millimeter or 35 millimeter film. And when you made that cut with the razor blade, with your hands, mm-hmm. that was it, man. You weren't going, you didn't get a, to do a hundred thousand. That was a painful nerve wracking experience. Right. And I, I wish. Cut, cut. Yeah. 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 I mean, and you can't, I mean, Yes, you could put, but you're going to see the splice and you're going to know, you know, but you, that's the one thing I think is kind of now it's accessible to everybody. There's no reason. I mean, everybody can be creative. That's, uh, that's just a fact. Now, not everybody's yeah. going to be good. Uh, yeah. in fact, most people are going to be crappy, but you know, you, everybody's yeah. got to be crappy before they get good. Yeah. And what's absolutely. been the, what's been the most challenging thing that's happened to you? Uh, the most challenging thing that, that's happened to me, uh, I got access to LinkedIn Live way back when. Now, uh, when we, it first, we can talk about this in a second, but go go on. I want to talk about LinkedIn Live in a second, but go ahead. So you got the, yeah. So that, that's been the most challenging thing because uh, you know I had I, I had I've had some some successful media properties. I had Coffee with Kyle's. It was a it was a hit, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really focused around anything in particular. But that's why right. it was a hit. Trying to like make that hit. Yeah, but it was it was you two guys stalking people and talking over coffee and yeah, that was fun. exactly it, yeah. it was fun. It was fun, yeah. but tr- trying to like my, the challenging thing is how do I take that into my actual business and still have a right. little bit of that flavor sure. in my business now? And at the end of it, be like, oh, I know what Kyle uh, does at Aquerto. I know what Aquerto could do sure. to help us. Right. That's the, been the most challenging part is how do we have the keep the fun, the creative element, and bring that into. Uh, our regular everyday business and make technology, which is not really, um, uh, you know, 
technology is a sexy thing. If you think of like Apple computers and stuff, cool. But when you think about technology consulting for a business and you're talking about like looking at Salesforce, this versus that, like, it's not really a sexy thing. How do we make it a fun and sexy thing and have fun with it? And, yeah. let you, and at the same time, let you know that, Hey, we can help you with all this stuff. Well, you, you know, That's you just, the most challenging thing. You just, your challenging thing also kind of made a shift over to business growth as a topic Did. because that's kind of what you do, right? You, you, yes. You're focused on growing that business. And, and exactly like you said, use LinkedIn live. It, it is, be- but we want it, but we want to do it the right way. We want to do it a way that feels right. We want to be in right relationship with everybody and we right. want to do it in a unique way that we can look back and say, we're proud of this. We're proud think, of the way we did. I this. think that's the challenge with all live stream because it's new. It's new. It's, it's, I mean, it's been around for a while, but it's new yes. and it is not what people think it is. And it comes with its own set of challenges. Yes. And I was amazed that so many people had fought to get onto LinkedIn live. Like it was like the golden goose and then they got it and then they haven't done shit with it. They haven't done a damn thing with it. Yes. <laughs> I, I didn't apply for it you know, because I thought that this is absolutely the last thing I need on my plate is live oh, streaming. It, oh, yeah. Like it, like when I got that, I got that in March of 2019. I, right. I think I was number 10 on the right. list of beta users of LinkedIn. I felt like I had just been given this like godsend gift, like mm-hmm. this, go, this golden goose or this golden egg or whatever. And I, I've, I've been live every single week since. Yeah, I think you've been doing it for a long time. I remember having I a chat. I remember having a chat with you early on about it. I said, if anybody's going to crack it, it'll be you. Um, and yeah. I've seen a couple of people do some good things with it, but for the most part, it's, I, I think it is a super challenge, whether it's, it doesn't matter whether it's LinkedIn live or Facebook live or YouTube live or um, Twitter or any, any live is a challenge because oh, big, big time the technical aspect of it is so draining and takes away from the, and takes away from the creativity. It can be. And it's frustrating. And so what, so what's been, how has, uh, how has using uh, live helped grow your business? So, or or has it? So uh, up until recently, I'd probably say, I, I don't know that it entirely has. Right. But, uh, one thing, one thing it has done is, is it has allowed me to get guests on my show with me. Mm. It has kind of, it, it has allowed me to build relationships. So okay. in that regard, it has helped me because there's direct ROI in those relationships. So even though I may only get like 50 people watching a, a stream or, or 10 people watching a stream, if I'm on a call with, with Roger right now and like Roger right. and Kyle are now building a relationship and that's been the ROI, the ROI has been yeah, in that relationship. I, I think that's important for people to understand, especially I see, you know, when pe- you know, it's like people get hung up that they have maybe four people watching their live or, or whatever, but look, if it's the four right people, that's the four right people. And I think, I think people, um, well, my, my critique on live in general is they go way too long. Yes. I, I oh, think I'm with I, you there. I think you'd be better off jumping on with five minute lives. Yeah. So, so what we started to do recently, uh, this, this has been a new shift. Um, I, I used to, I did like the hour long live stream conversation and which is, which uh, is a nightmare. 
I, I did it. It was a nightmare. It's I have all this on content. All, on all levels. On all levels. It's a nightmare for you as a host. It's a nightmare yes. for the guest, and it's a nightmare for the listener. Right. Yeah. So so what we do now, um, it, it's it's pretty it's pretty fun. Like whether whether anybody watches this or not, like my uh, my co-host uh, and my co-founder Frank Rogers, right. he and I have a blast doing it. Sure. Uh, we play this we play this sound file right here. So you hear the bell go off and you hear the clock ticking in the background right now as I'm speaking. Okay. Right. And we have approximately three and a half minutes to cover a topic. I love and we that. do this. We do this seven times. So at the end of that, the buzzer goes off like this. Right. Right. And then we have seven of those topics. And then, boom, this shows us 30, 30 minutes long. And we're, and we're going through seven topics that we tell you in advance what those topics are. Yeah, I think that's great. And then also, too, you can take that and chop that up into different little things. So you've got, you, you're, you're doing other content out of that. That's, that's yeah, smart. so then that, that, turns into, that turns into a daily podcast. That's, yeah, all, that's that an Alexa Flash briefing now. And then uh, it, it, it's part of our YouTube clips and everything else. So it's yeah. part of no, our, think, our whole strategy now. I think that's, that's very smart. Look. I, I, I admire all the people out there that are using live and, and, you know, um, the people that I know that I like, they know who they are. And, um, I, I just, I, you know, I give them my hats off to them for trying to find a path, but, um, just doing live for the sake of doing live, I think is really a bad strategy. Yes, I from, agree. From a business growth standpoint. Right. Yeah, um, I agree may not be a bad strategy from an ego growth standpoint. Oh, well, I, I will tell you, like when you're, when you're live, it's sharpening your presentation skills. Sure. It's sharpening your communication skills on so many levels. If you're doing it with a co-host co-founder, like I'm doing it, right. it you're, you're strengthening that relationship that you and your co-founder have. Yeah. So there's, there's so much ROI in it that it's, it's hard to, it's the long pole in the tent. It's a long tail ROI. It's hard to just say, this resulted in 10x growth. It's, it's not going to be possible to say that exactly, but you feel it every time you do it. You feel, yeah. uh, feel well, the growth. This is the thing. I mean, so many people get hung up on, you know, vanity metrics and stuff like that. But the real bottom line is, if you think of social media as, are you meeting one new person a day? That's not yeah. bad. Not bad at all. That's better than what probably happens in the mall, right? <laughs> Especially um, these days, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. So now let's talk, let's jump into a little bit of, of uh, leadership. So how does leadership come into your life? Sure, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I remember when I, when I worked for, I call it the Death Star Corporation. Mm -hmm. I worked for the Death Star Corporation for about mm -hmm. a decade. Um, I finally took off my Stormtrooper helmet, hung that up. And, you know, I always wanted to, I always wanted to climb the ranks and, and be a leader at this top 10 fortune uh, company. And that was the plan. Like that was always the plan. So I, was I believe that the ranks. began with an A, right? It began with an A. Yes. Yeah. It ends with a and, T. And, and it was a T. Yeah. Yes. There's an N sign in there. There's an ampersand in there somewhere too. And they've been um, around for a while. They've been around for a while, but, but yeah. Um, and ever since, um, ever since like uh, I turned 30, ha had my daughter, that was that moment that I was like, it right. clicked in me where you know, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Le leadership for me has to be leading my family. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think be... that's, that's really, uh, I think you're hitting on a, a really important part that leadership doesn't happen at the office first. Yeah. It happens yeah, in your exactly. life. It happens, it happens in, your... in your life. Yeah. It happens in your life. And a lot of times, you know, people come to leadership and not because they want to. I mean, 
I had to come to it at an early age because my mom had a medical condition and I was kind of the adult of the family. So I, I had to I had to take on a leadership role early on 12, 13, 14. I wouldn't recommend this for most people, but, but um, that's where leadership starts. It starts with your family and the challenges of family and how do you lead the family through that? Or how do you follow the family? Through, how do you let them lead you through it and you be the follower? Um, and if you get that right, then you can take it into, into work. I think too many people jump into leadership and work. Yeah. Or leadership just becomes this like buzzword that like automatically, if you're in business, you're in leadership and yeah, exactly. You know, which you're not. Yeah. 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 And I mean, that just, it just kind of shows that our definition, our understanding of leadership is still undeveloped. Yeah. I mean, if I was in the job market right now and I'm, I, I'm, I haven't been in a long time, but if I was in the job market right now, the way I would, what I would do is I would just put out a resume all based on my ability to follow. Yeah. To be right. a part of the group, right? It would be like, you know, and I would say in there, you know, my goal is to be the best team member of, of a team, right? Because you just right. don't get, you don't get those resumes, you know? I mean, I remember when I ran the radio networks and I was, I had a, a position for an assistant and, um, you know, they were all horrible interviews, just all horrible. And then there was this one girl came in and uh, young lady at that time and, um, I had already decided to give her the job based on her resume. I just needed to make sure she wasn't crazy. Right. And yeah. so, so, you know, we talked, we chatted a little bit. What do you want to do? And so I want to work in the music industry. And I said, well, this is the comedy industry, but I'm pretty well connected to the music industry. So I can, I can connect you if this is a stepping stone, if that's what you want. And that's ultimately what she did. Um, and I, and I said, well, you have the job. And she's like, what what, what 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 you haven't even really talked to me and i go i don't need to talk to you i'm looking at your resume and she had been a friday's waitress for four years right yeah. and i said look if you can remember the friday's menu there is nothing that's going to happen here that's going to be more complicated than that and wow zero daily specials i just need somebody who can you know be on top of the details and she's like you serious? And I said, and she, she was my, she was my best assistant of all the ones I ever had. Wow. Be, because, you know, wow. everybody else was kind of like, Oh, I'm a leader. I'm, a, I'm like, I, are, can you serve people? And that's really what it was about. Right. And she, she could. So it was like, she, and you know, that's it. That was it. Um, your family, what, what made you shift into the leadership role? What other than the daughter, cause you have the daughter, right. And you realize, okay, I've got the daughter and I've got the wife. Mm -hmm. And yep. I've got me yep. and I'm working for this big company, but that ain't my path. How did that all kind of work together? How long did it take to materialize? Oh, how long, man, how was, long were you in the tunnel? Yeah. Well, it was, uh, it was one of those, it was one of those moments where, um, you know, your, your darkest hour, but it also met by your brightest hour. It was kind of, kind of a weird time. I was, uh, I was paralyzed in one side of my body. What uh, happened? I got a, I got a vaccination that went wrong. Oh God. You're supposed to get a vaccination when you have a little one on the way. Right. So you get the vaccination, right. Vaccination went wrong. I was paralyzed mm -hmm. for about six months. That's not good. And then, um, and then, uh, uh, just a re it was a really bad pregnancy, uh, really rough. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a very dark time. And at that moment, that's when, um, you know, that's when, it, that's when, uh, the death star co company, uh, strikes back. Sure. They, uh, 
they, they struck me again just then. And that was, that was the final blow. I was like, okay, I've had enough of this. Uh, yeah, I think now, once you realize the big company doesn't give a shit about what's going on in your life, that's the easy way. That's the easiest way to break away from it, the big company. It, it you, is, yeah. Because people stick with big companies out, out of mainly out of denial and also out of a belief that there's a sense of security, which there is not, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it feels it feels very safe and secure, right? Yeah. But, and yeah. that they think, oh, I'm a part of a family, but you're not a part of a family. You are on a spreadsheet, and you need to deal with that reality. And somebody is going to say, why are why is this person on the spreadsheet? Uh, yep, exactly, and exactly. That's the way it is. And it, it it doesn't it doesn't matter if you were the top two percent in the company last week, but this week you're down and out. That's even worse, even, even worse if you're in the top. You're more of a target at once you succeed, right? So Exactly. Because big companies are not designed for people to succeed within them. They're designed for them to succeed. So Exactly. Exactly. And, so then, and once you realize that, once you realize that, that's that's where that shift was made. Um, I've been uh, I've been doing entrepreneurial side hustles all my life. Uh-huh. Uh, starting out when I was just a kid, door knocking, pulling weeds. Right. Uh, selling newspapers door to door. I've been doing this stuff all my, all my right. life. If you can sell, if you can sell, you can be an entrepreneur. Yeah, I think that's, look, I think that's a really important thing. I, I will say this. If you are a good salesperson, uh, what I find in my consulting is that that is probably not going to make you a great business owner because you're going to have to let go of that sales mindset. You're going to have to, that's going to be, do. That's going to be your little um, your little uh, safety thing that you hold on to. It's like if you're the day that you're not selling at your company, that's when you have made it because you've shifted out of that sales mentality into a CEO mindset, which is completely yeah. different. And yeah. um, and I, I would also say, if if somebody is a salesperson and they start a business, they're going to have a giant sales bias. And sales are, sales are only a piece of the puzzle, not the puzzle, you know? And when you step into that ownership level, you have to be paying attention to the whole puzzle. Well, I would push back on you a little bit there because uh, I, I agree. You got to be paying attention. I, I agree, but I also would push back on the fact that uh, you can fix a lot. You can, there's a lot of problems you can fix by generating new, more revenue. Well, so that, but that's a different thing, right? So you're not yeah. really pushing so sales, back at all. Right? You're, you're, you're actually saying the same thing. There's sales and then there's financing, right? Yes. So, so sales is one thing. Profit margins is, is the other. And it's not about more sales. It's about more profit margin, which becomes the financing. And once the handover happens, that financing then plays a role in the company, right? And that's what people have trouble getting a hold of, right? Because they, mm, you yeah. know what it's yeah. like. The salesperson, you know, you know, like the top salespeople always think, you know, that they're better than everybody else because they think, that they're the one driving the sales. They don't take in the, the other variables that drive the sale, which may have nothing to do with that, right? Yeah, the logo sometimes, the company name. The company. The, 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 you yeah, know, and, exactly. I mean, saying you're the top sales guy at Apple is yep. not like saying you're the top sales guy at Bob's Barbecue in, in you know, Beaumont yeah. or wherever. You know, you're, that's, a different, that's a different ball game. Um, so what's, what's your big leadership tip for people? Ah, uh, geez, my big leadership tip for people. Yeah. Uh, I would say like the, the number one leadership tip that I would, if I was, if I'm pressed for it, like I'm right now yes. is 
is trying to lead with empathy. Uh, I, I don't know how you teach empathy. I don't know how you teach that to somebody, but um, having empathy is like the, the greatest superpower. It's the greatest strength to have as a leader because you can, uh, you know, if you have empathy, that means that, that you're not just, you're not just like sympathizing with somebody. You're actually putting yourselves in their shoes. Maybe you've already done the job that you're asking them to do. Maybe you know how, how difficult it is to do that, that job and you're mm -hmm. asking them to do the same thing because yeah. you've, you've been there, you've done that, or you at least are leading with enough empathy to understand that, hey, this is probably, you're going to be going through this and this, and I'm here for you, and I understand, yeah. and I'm with you. In this. I, think, I think empathy is really important. I think that where it uh, runs into the problem is the other person oftentimes doesn't believe they need the help. True. Yeah. And so it's like, so I, I'm always like, have the intervention first. Yeah. Have the, have the cold water first in the shower and then bring in the empathy. But, um, you know, it's funny. I, I do agree with you. I think empathy is critical. Well, so what would you want people to take away that have made it this far into the podcast? And they do. I know. I see the data. They do. They make it this far. I don't know why. I told them not to listen to the show, but they do. Uh, what would you want them to take away from this episode? Well, if you made if you made it this far, like uh, yeah, I don't know, but no, uh, no uh, takeaways. Uh, I would say, you know, people always tell you to follow your passion and uh, and to do. You know, they'll say a lot of those things like find your passion, follow your passion. Um, I, I heard it best uh, on on Clubhouse recently. Sometimes you got to do the things you don't want to do mm -hmm. to be able to get to, to be able to get to do the things you want to do. No, so right. follow your passion. Cool. But understand and recognize that there's opportunity around you right now that it may not be the sexiest opportunity. It may not be the best, uh, the, the thing that aligns with your passion in the long term, but it may be the thing right now that you need to do to get to where you want to be. Yeah, so I mean, you, look for that. You got to open go your the, eyes to you it. You got to go to the dentist if you want good teeth. Exactly. Exactly. And there, there, there's so much of that around you that uh, people get gets missed. Well, thanks for coming on the show. It was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. And always great to chat with you. Yeah, always great to chat with you too, Robert. Thanks, uh, Kirk. <laughs>